Welcome to Tales of Marketing Transformation, laying firm foundations for your marketing journey. Tune out all the black magic and imagine a time where marketing has transformed into something human. Where marketing is about building relationships with people you serve. Where marketing is about helping people. That time is now. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. And here's your host, internationally recognized marketer, speaker, and podcaster, Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Well, hello there. It's time to continue our quest to make marketing human again. Thanks for spending your time and attention with me right now. I really appreciate you. In the last episode, I shared the story of the lighthouse as a metaphor for the foundation of your marketing and business. Your lighthouse in business is essentially your why, your what, and your how. Today, we're going to explore the who. Are you really clear on who your ideal client is? To build professional credibility... Engage your target audience and connect with your clients requires absolute clarity about who your ideal clients are and how you help them. On this episode, I'll share with you our process and a really neat tool to allow you to gain absolute clarity on your ideal client and how you can communicate with them to build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Have you ever had a random salesperson turn up at your doorstep and try to sell you something that you had no interest in and you didn't need? Yes, it used to happen to me all the time until I put out my no salespeople to knock sign. And even then, some people still ignore it. It's just plain annoying. But imagine the person doing the selling, knocking on a perfect stranger's door with no idea of who will answer, with absolutely no knowledge of whether the person who answers the door has an interest in their product, whether they need their product, or if they even care. I suspect that their conversion rate in other words, the number of sales they make relative to the number of doors open to them and relative to the number of doors they knock on would be pretty low. It must be really hard. And yet, this is the approach most businesses take when doing marketing online. They broadcast information into the internet for everyone to see. In other words, they knock on strangers' doors. And, and they wonder why there's little interest, even fewer visits to their website, and no sales from their online marketing. The problem is that they are vague and wishy-washy about who their target market is, and so their marketing is vague and diluted. Their message isn't clear. They tell their so-called message to the world and it ends up lost in all the noise and we all know how much noise there is on the internet. Once you get really clear about who your ideal client and target market is, 
you'll have a clearer direction for your marketing and can focus your marketing efforts on generating high-quality leads. You've probably heard about the 80-20 rule, or the Pareto Principle, which says that 80% of the effects come from 20% of the causes. Statistically, then, 80% of your business will come from 20% of your marketing efforts. Now, recently, I learnt a really neat take on this, and that's the 64-4 rule. It says that if 20% of your actions generate 80% of your results, then 20% of that 20% produces 80% of the 80% of your results. hope that makes sense. Now, you could continue with this logic ad infinitum, but that wouldn't really make much sense. Let's just take it one step further. 20% by 20% by 20% is actually 1%. 80% by 80% by 80% is 50%. That would mean that 1% of your effort yields 50% of your results, or expressed another way, 1% of the people you market to can account for 50% of your business. Imagine focusing your complete attention and marketing resource on just 1% of what you're doing right now. What results could you achieve then? Now, how do you do that? How do you determine who to focus your precious resources on to get the maximum benefit. Well, it turns out that getting really, really clear about your target market, who your ideal client is, will change everything. Now, getting really clear about your ideal client is a lot more than just developing those traditional customer avatars, which you might have come across. And they generally just consider a bunch of demographics, what age people are, what gender, what kind of car they drive, and so on. No, really understanding your ideal client is a lot more about having empathy with your ideal client, seeing things from your client's point of view. One of the tools we use to deepen our understanding of our clients are empathy maps. These were developed by a company called X-Plane. That's X as in the letter X and P-L-A-N-E. And the founder of X-Plane, Dave Gray. I've adapted that empathy map to our ideal client exercise that we work with our clients on. We use that empathy map and we have our clients draw on there and then we invite them to be really creative about that and explain the meaning of those drawings. We begin that ideal client exercise based on who is your favorite client, a real person, and getting really clear about what drives that client, what motivates them, and how you can connect deeply with them. Then we get you to imagine cloning that favourite client. Because one of the things I found as we started using this tool with our clients was that the idea of ideal client is a little bit abstract. 
If I said to somebody, now we're going to do this ideal client exercise, they often struggled to articulate who that ideal client is if we made it kind of an abstract person. So we start off with a series of questions around who is your favourite client? Who do you have on your books right now that's working with you and who you love working with and they love working with you? Who do you make a difference to, really make a difference to? Who pays you on time and pays you well? Who do you really look forward to seeing? So now we have a real person. And then we go through the empathy map exercise based on this real person. The beauty of starting out in that fashion is that during the exercise, there'll be some questions we ask that our client will answer with, hmm, I really don't know. Now, because we're doing this exercise based on your favorite client, a real person, you then have the opportunity to have a conversation with that client and you can get to know them at a deeper level. This is where this can be really powerful. Now, you might have a few clients who you consider as favorites. They might have things in common and they might also have things unique to each one of them. So now we add the unique characteristics to our map. And if there are a lot of different characteristics that are unique to these different clients, then, then we might segment it out and actually draw up two different maps. But let's focus on just one map for now. The next step with this empathy map that you have of your favorite client is what I like to call clone. Clone that favorite client. This is where we take what you have on the empathy map, the outline of your ideal client, and we make it a little bit more generic or a little bit more abstract. Now it's about working out what an ideal client whom you haven't yet met is like. What drives them? What values do they have? And so on. Now we're going to post the empathy map layout in the show notes for you. In fact, as you listen to this, it will already be there. So check it out there when you get a chance. But if you're driving right now or listening while you're doing something else, I'm going to try and paint a picture with words. Imagine a whiteboard in portrait layout. You draw a line across the bottom so that the top part is a big square. In the middle of that square, you put a face showing the side on profile with the eyes to the right and the ears to the left. Now we divide that top square with the face in the middle around that face into four triangles. So essentially we draw an X through the face. The right-hand triangle where the eye is facing is the C part. The left-hand triangle, which is where the ear is facing, is the here part. The top triangle is the think and feel part. And the bottom triangle is the see and do part. Now with this map, this blank canvas, if you like, we start asking a series of questions around those headings. And ideally, as I said earlier, ask our client who we're working with on this empathy map to draw their representation of the answer. 
For example, in the C part, which is where we always start with, what does the client, what does my ideal client see in her environment? What does that look like? What does she see in her day-to-day work? For example, my ideal client sees an audience because she presents a lot. She sees an audience that's alert, that's appreciative, sometimes clapping, sometimes excited. She also sees her family because she's very close to her family. She's surrounded by friends. As I said, I like to get people drawing because, first of all, it's creative. It engages the non-analytical part of the brain. And secondly, as they say, a picture paints a thousand words. Once people have drawn their empathy map of their ideal client, I get them to explain what their sketch means. And each drawing or diagram will bring up an explanation or a story that allows them to describe their ideal client in a lot of detail. After doing the C part, we move on to the here. Some questions we ask now is, who is my ideal client listening to? Who influences her? What do her friends tell her? What do her clients tell her? What does her partner tell her? Which media channels does she listen to? What does she hear in her environment? And of course, these are not exhaustive questions. These are kind of the starter questions. Sometimes there's follow-on questions that come up and we just keep pursuing those until we've got as much information that we can possibly get in the session. Next, we move on to the think and feel part. This is where we get to add additional information that you typically don't get with the normal client avatar exercises. Here, We want to identify what's really important to our ideal client. What kind of life does she want to live? What kind of business does she want? What really moves her? What keeps her awake at night? What are her dreams and aspirations? What hidden dreams and aspirations might be unexpressed publicly? What decisions does she make? How does she know she's successful? This is where working with your favourite client, somebody that you do really know, helps because you can make some judgement here based on what you observe of that person. Next, we move on to the say and do part. This is where we consider how she actually behaves. What's her attitude? What does she tell others? What can we imagine her doing? What have we heard her say? As you add more and more information to the empathy map, pay close attention to where there is incongruency. You might see disconnects between beliefs and behaviour, perhaps with how people say things or do things. I recently had an experience with one of my clients, let's call him Bob, who was frustrated because he'd signed up a new client and was raring to start the work with that new client. However, even though that new client had told Bob, I love your product and I'm going to go ahead, they hadn't paid Bob. They hadn't booked their first coaching session with Bob. They'd just disappeared off the radar, so to speak. So Bob was a bit frustrated. 
I work with Bob through the ideal client exercise using the empathy map on his new client and it highlighted some incongruencies and of course some things Bob didn't know yet about his new client. One of the big disconnects was that the new client was doing procrastination around paying and around getting started. Yet based on all the other information that Bob had presented to me that was on the empathy map, this client was actually a go-getter, an action taker. So there was a disconnect. In the next call Bob had with his new client, he asked, what's holding you back right now? Why are you not moving forward? And really challenged some of the assumptions based on his new understanding out of that empathy map exercise. The result was that his client booked in the first coaching session there and then, paid Bob's fee straight away after the call, and the next step of their journey had been taken. So again, it highlighted for me how powerful this empathy mapping exercise is and then taking action from the things you learn there. Back to the description of the empathy map. We still have our bottom part that we divided off at the beginning, and this we divide into two. So essentially we've got a left-hand box and a right-hand box. The left-hand section is the pain and need section or the before state. And the right-hand section is the transformation or the desired after state section. In the before state section, some of the questions we ask are, what's her biggest frustration? What obstacles stand between her and achieving her after state? What is she afraid of? What are her anxieties? What needs does she have that she might not state? And it really pays to dig deep into all of these. I like to ask why here to get to underlying needs and wants. The five whys method is a really good way to do this. Ask why and then with the answer, ask why that. And repeat that until you've asked why five times. That can be really insightful. Then we explore the transformation. What's the desired after state? What are her needs, her wants, her hopes and dreams? Again, asking why repeatedly can uncover underlying needs and wants. How does she measure that success? What does success look like specifically? That's the ideal client exercise with empathy mapping in a nutshell. Go ahead and download a copy of the empathy mapping template from the show notes page and work your way through the questions for each section. Start with your favorite client, a specific person. And I really do encourage you to draw the answers. If you have a lot of I don't knows, speak to that person. Get the answers to that question. Maybe even share it with them if you're game. And if you are game, record yourself explaining your empathy map with those diagrams that you've drawn and send it to me. I'd love to learn about your ideal client and I'm happy to jump on a call to hear more and to give you some constructive ideas if I can. Even if you don't send it to me, take the time to explain your empathy map drawing to a trusted person and record your explanation. 
I'm convinced you'll find that that really helps you articulate a clear description of your ideal client and deepen your understanding. And as I said, where your answers to questions where I don't know, speak to your favourite clients and find out. And have a lot of fun with this. I always love working with my clients on the empathy mapping for their ideal client and we always have a lot of fun. Lots of laughs around poor drawings of stick figures but the key thing here is having fun doing it, learning a lot about what really drives your ideal client and then of course we take that information and turn it into action. This is Tales of Marketing Transformation. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show to be reminded of new episodes. It's free to subscribe. Leave a review if you like. Even if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. I'm asking you to leave a review because it helps other people find this show. Go to talesofmarketingtransformation.com to join our marketing transformation community and access a free gift my team and I made for you. It's the Marketing Master Mini Class. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Tune in again next week to Tales of Marketing Transformation when I'll talk about the customer journey and how you can make that an exceptional experience. Stay awesome and let's make marketing human again. Thanks for coming on this journey with Tales of Marketing Transformation. Join us next week for another fabulous episode. For episode resources, visit www.talesofmarketingtransformation.com. Stay connected by subscribing at talesofmarketingtransformation.com forward slash subscribe.